This is The Space Shot, episode 78 for July 31st, 2017. Lunar Prospector and Atlantis. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. On July 31st, 1992, the Space Shuttle Atlantis launched on the STS-46 mission. During this mission, Atlantis deployed the tethered satellite system to explore Earth's magnetic field. The TSS-1 satellite looks like a Death Star that grew a few appendages. This satellite was tethered, hence the name, to the shuttle and was deployed over 850 feet away from the shuttle's cargo bay. The voltage that was measured on the tether was too low to return scientific data for most of the instruments, but it served as a good proof of concept for the satellite design. Atlantis also deployed the Eureka satellite during STS-46. Eureka stood for European Retrievable Carrier and was a satellite that carried experiments during its 334-day mission in space. According to NASA, the spacecraft was designed to carry 15 experiments from protein crystallization studies to a wide-angle telescope. Eureka was meant to be used multiple times, however the program was canceled after the first mission. On July 31, 1999, the Lunar Prospector mission came to a spectacular end when the spacecraft impacted into the Shoemaker Crater located near the moon's south pole. Lunar Prospector was launched on January 7, 1998 from Slick 46, or Space Launch Complex 46, at Cape Canaveral. The spacecraft was spin-stabilized. I know I've talked about spin-stabilized spacecraft before, but I don't know if I've ever gone into detail on what that really means. Think of a football, and for my listeners outside of the United States, I'm talking about American football. When a quarterback throws the football, they impart a spin on it to keep it stable and give it a more accurate flight path. The same goes for spacecraft. Spin stabilization gives satellites a longer service life because less fuel is needed to keep the spacecraft oriented. It also makes the spacecraft lighter, which can allow for more science instruments to be carried on the missions. The Lunar Prospector made important observations of the lunar surface and determined that there is significant evidence of large amounts of water ice. A neutron spectrometer on the spacecraft allowed scientists to determine the composition of the lunar surface. The readings gathered during this mission point to evidence that there could be as much as 3 billion metric tons of water at each pole on the moon. The primary mission of Lunar Prospector was to map all of the surface from about 60 miles away. As part of the extended mission, the spacecraft lowered its orbit to as low as 6 miles above the surface of the moon. This close proximity allowed scientists to make measurements at resolutions that were extremely precise. With its primary and extended missions complete, the golf cart-sized spacecraft slammed into a dark region of the Shoemaker Crater. It was hoped that the impact of the spacecraft would release material that would be visible from Earth, but sadly nothing was observed upon impact. Check out the show notes for more information on today's episode and be sure to connect with me on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'd love to chat. Let me know what you think of the show by leaving a rating in iTunes. It takes just a minute to leave a rating and it makes a huge difference by helping even more people find the show. I'd appreciate it if you could share the space shot with your friends and family and anyone else that you know that enjoys podcasts. Thanks for listening. Tomorrow, the bumper rocket, and I'm going to catch up on some NASA history. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.